back in session. It's back in session. Any funny stories about going back to school? Uh, oh, Sophia, last night. Uh oh. Got to go to her first concert. Whoa, was it the yeah. Kids Pop one? It was the Kids Pop one. I saw one. Yeah. all you nerds out there. I was not there. <laughs> I was at home with my son while he slept. And my wife was there. Yeah. And she, yeah, they were having a great time. She loved it. Yeah. Sophia had a blast. And Amanda came home and was like, there are some parents who were really, Getting really it? into this. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, yeah, it was, They're like, it was odd. If we close our eyes, <laughs> this could be our pregame music. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost the same thing. Right. <laughs> Yeah, she had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Today, the lesson was, you had fun last night. You still have to go to school today. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> wah, wah. You got to pay the fiddler, as it were. As yeah. it were, yeah. All right, well, hey, welcome back to Beyond Sunday. Uh, this is Pastor David Bowser. Along with me is Elise McCarter. Still here, still pretty successful. All right, not with us today is our uh, partner in crime, Patrick Nazaroff. He is off uh, taking some uh, much-needed time with his newborn son. Went and had a baby. Yeah, well, his wife had a baby. Sure. Let's be clear. She did all Let's, of the work. All of it, yep. yep. Let's not give Patrick more credit than he needs. No. Um, but they are home. A uh, Baby and mom are both healthy and doing well, and so we are celebrating and rejoicing with them and thinking of Patrick uh, far more than I imagine he's thinking of us. So. Yeah, I don't know. We should text him and see if he's thought of us. Yeah, let's do let's it right now. Let's, uh, live podcast. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get back to you on that, right. listeners, to see if Patrick has thought of us uh, while he's been home with his his newborn son, who uh, the staff has lovingly nicknamed the Duke. Uh, so the Duke. The Duke. That's Duke, cute. Yeah. That's his middle name, right? Yeah, Duke is his middle name. And so we, we've been calling him the Duke, which is, I think, super fun. But I'm not a parent, so you know maybe it's not fun <laughs> for them. The Dukey maybe would be... If you want to just push it a little bit, just a suggestion. That might I'm be, not on the staff, but that might be stretching. The it. dookie, yeah, yeah. The duke seems more like an honorific, right? I mean, babies poop a lot. I understood though. the context of the dookie. <laughs> I didn't need you to explain. I know it you've to had me. a couple of these. I have. This is the thing that stuck out to me the most from well, the child amount, rearing. The amount of dookie. The poop. Yeah, That's a lot of poop. It is. Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah. We're almost out of poop. Well, almost out of diaper poop anyway. I mean, <laughs> people are going to poop for the rest I of I don't lives, know. Yeah, I was going to say they do keep doing that. We're almost out of diaper poop. Yeah. We're very close. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a glorious day. have to find a bathroom for them every time they have to go, which is still frequent. We're already finding a bathroom every time they have to go. Okay. Yeah. We're at, we're at that okay. stage. But now I'm like, no more poopy diapers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, woo. One less thing. Yeah. And like... Pfft, a $500 raise, you know, just, just true. by not diapers buying diapers. Expensive. So. Yeah. Speaking of expenses, hey, we're going to get into our uh, topic in a little bit. Uh, we're our gonna student be, loan yeah, debt. We're going to talk about student <laughs> loan debt. Not to be confused right. with our diaper loan debt, which right. is another issue that right. we'll address another day. But yeah, right. we're going to talk about uh, the recent uh, events in the news of uh, President Biden's uh, action to forgive some uh, student loan debts. So mm -hmm. we're going to talk a little bit about it, not from the political side, because we are not political experts. Frankly, we do not care. I mean, I care a little bit. <laughs> I'm just not an expert. Yeah. But I care. Do you not That's, care? I mean, do I care about the political aspects of this? I, yeah. I think I'm over sure. political aspects. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we're gonna, very 2020. We're going to come at this from a, a faith perspective. Because if there's one thing that I've seen uh, in my news feeds on the Twitter and the Facebook <laughs> and things, it's the tweeters. Uh, Christians on both sides mm. of this issue taking a very uh, staunch stance that this is right and or wrong on a basis of their right. rating of scripture. And right. so we we're, we're going to dive into that a little bit and see uh, what we might come up with uh, from that perspective. But first, I think uh, you did Patrick's job. Well, I guess I did part of Patrick's <laughs> job. and you It takes two of us to do one Patrick's job. Um, but you uh, have a, well, <laughs> yeah. today it does. You have a, a new story for us. What do you got? I do. Um, so we do a lot of food-based news on this podcast. And today... If we talk about Crunch, I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> edit this out. I no. actually have editorial privilege now. Right, so. right, right. Well, this this is different. Okay. 
<laughs> this is concerning. Yeah, I'm ready. Related. What do you got? Uh, some male spiders must male what spiders spiders okay must give generous gifts to their female mates or die. Sure. So seems reasonable. It seems <clears> like <throat> something that we should all take into right. account, right? Give right. generous gifts right. or you die. So this is from our friends at CNN. Do we For have friends at CNN? Yeah, these are our friends. I saw. I was at the CNN building recently. I walked past it. Really? Yeah, up in, in Atlanta. They're yeah. our friends. Yeah. Should have stopped in. I waved. <laughs> uh, for some spider species, a gift to their spider lady love can mean life or death. Mm. Scientists have long observed spiders' gift-giving rituals, but the spider's generosity is not a result of chivalry or making the right moves to woo a mate. Mm. Okay. A study released this week revealed a deeper motive behind some of the male spiders' gift-giving. Self-preservation. That's why I give all of my <laughs> gifts. That's... <laughs> So male spiders present their female love interests with gifts of insects, mostly flies wrapped up in intricate webs. Obviously. And while it may seem like a show of affection, this offering lowers the chances of the male spider ending up as the female's dinner. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because so, so many female spiders are known for killing the male after the deed is done. So to right, speak. right. Yeah. Yeah. And it cannot just be any like teeny weeny gift. No, of course. Apparently, <clears throat> the bigger the gift per studies, <laughs> the longer the spider's mating time. Sure. So this is really like uh-huh. a, a lot of strategy goes into this yeah this is very thoughtful for an mm-hmm. animal or a creature that i did not know had this capacity okay right and i really respect this i think about female spiders but stingy mm-hmm. male spiders end up dead <laughs> sure so uh, yeah are we applying this to like how uh, we should be going about dating and whatnot as humans are we applying this or are we after saying? reading this i think that we do have maybe a lot to learn from sure. spiders from our spider brethren <laughs> except mm. that researchers have also observed that is there is not a fly handy a male mm-hmm. spider in a pinch will wrap up a piece of trash and hope that the female <laughs> spider does not notice <laughs> until after they're done <laughs> i love it right yeah we're trying to sneak little, one by like a little oh, backhanded it's, yeah it's big right? look how like, big this is. is it's like a cigarette butt yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look how big it is what the heck <laughs> Come back here. <laughs> All right. So listeners, if you have any number of jokes <laughs> running through your head right now about uh, the size of these gifts or any of this Trust interaction. Them. We have um, those two. We have them. Yeah. We're not going to say them on air, but we'd love for you to send them in to beyondsundaypodcast right. at yes. gmail.com right. and we will uh, laugh at them with you right. at another right. time. I brought yeah. this news story knowing that there would be a disclaimer of some sort <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> that you would feel necessary. Yeah. Disclaimer being, we get it. <laughs> it's funny on right. a number of levels. Right. We're not going right. to go on that particular level but, today. Uh, yeah. Food. Food. food related food for all yeah everybody gets to eat right sometimes you're the meal sometimes you're the diner i don't know yeah. G- gifts are important there's, a better fr- there's like a saying in there somewhere like sometimes you're predator prey that sometimes you're predator, the predator, predator sometimes prey, sometimes yeah. You're the prey. Yeah. yeah yeah feed your ladies well yeah <laughs> you know we all gotta <laughs> yeah. eat lunch that's yeah what we gotta do yeah. all right speaking of we all gotta eat lunch let's talk about student loan debt forgiveness <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah so uh you went to college i did go to college did you have to take out student loans for your college time i did not um i was really fortunate and wound up getting a full ride so wow. I, I don't actually smarty pants in the <laughs> midst all right not to us to get my nose at the rest of america but yep. i don't but have that particular problem let's all just look yeah. at here and you can't see this listeners but her nose is up in the air it's, that's, that's so far so far <laughs> not even a little bit i it's just straight <laughs> up at the ceiling uh yeah so i did not i was i was also fortunate i did not receive receive full scholarships but yeah. i was uh, blessed with two very loving parents who paid for my uh, undergrad yeah. uh, time and so um i don't actually know uh, if they took out loans i don't believe they had to i think yeah. they had done that differently but uh, there were no loans in my name for my undergrad yeah i did have uh, some small loans for my seminary time 
Because even with a, a full ride scholarship at that point, you know, you have. Well, you have to live as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, tuition does not buy food, uh, right. interestingly <laughs> enough. And so. Uh, Wild. And, you know, I got married during that time and had some moving expenses. and things. So I, I did have small loans <coughs> at this point, though. Uh, it sounds like both of our households are student loan free, mm-hmm. um, which is. Uh, well, not my household, oh, but okay. me, myself. Yeah. I'm sorry. You yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my household is student loan free. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you all are still working through that. So. Yeah. um. So we have this news that uh, mm-hmm. President Biden uh, has uh, fulfilled, at least in part, maybe one of his uh, campaign promises to provide some debt relief. And the mm-hmm. question then becomes uh, for our pro- for our podcast, right? This is not the larger uh, question, but for our podcast is what does that have to do with our faith? And is this um, a faithful response? Is it appropriate response to uh, this? Or is there an element of uh, unfair forgiveness, perhaps, that's uh-huh. happening here? And what's going on? Interesting. I so don't we, know that I've ever heard unfair forgiveness. Well, some would argue that all forgiveness is unfair, but that's uh, another issue. Uh, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Well, is it forgiveness if it's fair? Or is, I mean, forgi- that's or the, is forgiveness the always... The nature of forgiveness is, is always that something, something you don't unfair deserve. has happened. Well, but I think the forgiveness then also says it's something you don't deserve, right? right? And and that's... Anyway, right. that's a, a, yeah, I mean, that's a related, not. but yeah. You seem keep perplexed going. by this. No. Okay, I'll just keep <laughs> I'm not going. perplexed. I'm just, it's, it's, I don't understand how this is a thing, but okay. keep going. How student loan debt is it? Which part are we not understanding? How it's a a bit unfair forgiveness. Okay. Is we'll we'll, we'll leave that alone. Then. All right. So um, this is from our friends at Relevant. Um, I did not have Patrick's login, so I had to you know use <laughs> one of my five free uh, <laughs> articles right. for this oh, month. Uh-oh. We'll have to fix that. Anyway, so uh, should the federal government be in the forgiveness business uh, is the question that this article starts with. Hmm. Uh, it seems like that's the question following President Joe Biden's announcement that he will be kind of sort of fulfilling a campaign promise uh, where he declared that he would forgive up to 10000 et cetera, et cetera. This kind of specifies some of the, the details of it and so the question is then um is this an an effect for christianity and so the author here begins with it's notable that both uh, the old and new testaments in the bible are filled with language about forgiveness um, of a material nature Mm -hmm. Uh, we often think of forgiveness as the intangible exercise you offend me and i forgive you Um, but there are definitely places where it's a very physical um, experience so we're going to go through one of those uh, Mm -hmm. just briefly here and this is one that's outlined in the article and there's some others that i think we'll talk about as well so uh, nehemiah chapter five uh just out of curiosity we've talked about nehemiah on the pod before what do you remember about nehemiah a prophet kind of prophet adjacent yeah yeah character in the old testament there you go you're at least in the right (laughs) half of the book Uh yeah so nehemiah that's uh, that's fine nehemiah was a leader of the people who brought them back from exile and rebuilt jerusalem right so nehemiah ezra or ezra nehemiah rather are kind of two it's one book in the hebrew bible Mm -hmm. in our bible we split it up into two okay um and ezra nehemiah are the kind of central characters ezra is the religious leader and nehemiah is kind of the political leader of this movement and so they're rebuilding he becomes kind of the governor uh under the babylonian coming back yeah yeah yeah. um and so he is there rebuilding and so some women uh cry out to nehemiah in nehemiah chapter five um they call out for justice because they quote have borrowed money for the king's tax on our fields Mm -hmm. and so the king has a tax that they're expected to pay and so they've borrowed from people in order to pay that tax right so they're now in debt. Um, they couldn't get out from under these debts and were, uh, according to scripture, powerless because our fields and our vineyards belong to others. And so they can't do anything um, to get out of the debts because of the debts they're in. The author points out that there are two 
uh, things that are particularly notable about this for our conversation. One uh, is that these debts were took on, taken unwillingly, right? No, no one uh, forced these women to go into debt. They said, well, we need to pay the king's tax somehow, and so I'm mm-hmm. going to take on this debt. And they did that willingly. Uh, and they knew that they were taking on more debt than they could pay. Um, but Nehemiah is angry not with them. In Nehemiah's response, he's angry with the people who lent them the money in the first mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Nehemiah's response is to instruct, not just ask, but instruct the lenders to forgive the debts and return the interest payments. So these women had been paying interest on these loans. Let's say they'd have paid $1,000 in interest. Mm-hmm. Not only are they expected to ret- or to forgive the $5,000 <coughs> debt, but they're giving back all of the money that they paid in interest. That's Nehemiah's uh, order, right? And this right. is now com- coming from the governor of the, of the region. So they are you know they're required to follow this this is now becoming law yeah um so let's just on spec what do we think about that what do we hear uh, happening in that story i think that's an interesting approach to it because basically he's holding the the lenders accountable for whether or not these women could actually repay that debt right whether Mm -hmm. they could carry that burden and I think there's probably a fair assumption there that those people knew that they could not and decided to take advantage of that situation, yeah. which I think happens what, all the time. Yeah, what like, we would now call predatory lending, right? right? We know that you can't handle this, but we're right. going to we're gonna make it sound like a really sweet deal yep. and we'll just keep raking you over the yep. coals for it. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Um, so this is not the only place where God has some things to say about money and about how we should treat things. Um, are you familiar with the uh, concept of the year of Jubilee? Loosely, yes. Loosely? Okay, yeah. so Leviticus 25 mm-hmm. is where we describe this. And now we've got to back up a little bit to the Genesis to get to the Leviticus, mm-hmm. right? So Genes- Genesis, God creates uh, the earth in six days, and on the seventh day, God rests, mm-hmm. right? And so then we get to the institution of the Sabbath. And then we uh, move to Exodus, and through the Exodus, we get this kind of reinvigoration of the Sabbath practice that on the seventh day, you're going to uh, you're gonna rest, you're not going to do mm-hmm. any work. We get this in the uh, Ten Commandments, right? The seventh day is holy. God has set that day apart. Mm-hmm. And then we get to Leviticus, and if you remember, Leviticus is like p- pressing the pause button where no action is happening, but we're getting lots and lots of laws about right. how we exist in God's <clears throat> kingdom. Real page turner. Yeah, it's you know it's important stuff, <laughs> but yeah, not a not a novel novel if you will a novel yeah. not a, a novel a novel or a novel or a novel, novel none of calls. those. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in Leviticus 25, then we get this uh, Sabbath for the land is what it's called. And it's every seventh year mm-hmm. uh, is, a, is a year of rest for the land. And so you don't, uh, uh, you don't harvest your fields the same way. You let things grow, mm-hmm. uh, grow wild and you, know, you give everything a year of rest. And then after seven, uh, seven of those, so seven sevens, so it would be 49. So in the 50th year, you get a year of Jubilee. And in the year of Jubilee, the practice was supposed to be that all debts were forgiven and all land was returned to the rightful uh, or to the families who had owned it originally. So in theory, every 50 years, there's like a reset Mm -hmm. and it would, you know, if it were put into practice, it would basically eliminate uh, any opportunity for any sort of aristocracy or, uh, uh, or, um, you know, um, hierarchy of wealth to arise, right? Because every 50 years, it's like, nope, everything goes back to square one. You get this land back, you get that land back. Uh, All you uh, slaves are now freed. You're not in debt anymore. All your debts are forgiven. That's what was supposed to happen Mm -hmm. under God's uh, commands given in Leviticus 50 or Leviticus 25. Here's the thing. It never actually happened. Right. We have we have no recorded evidence <laughs> um, that this was actually practiced yeah. by the Israelites. Yeah. Um, one of the theories is that mo- uh, the majority of the kings who were reigning would like start. This is year one, <laughs> and then they like start counting uh-huh. up and yeah. right. And you're ne- like no king is right. going to make it fifty years. Right. Um, and so they never got there. And so that's one of the things that happened. The other thing that comes out of Leviticus twenty five is a, sp- a specific instruction not to lend with interest. Hmm. 
hmm. that you can lend one another money right. as, as far as God is concerned, but right. that interest is really like, no, you're now you're taking advantage of people right. and that's outside of God's intention right. for the kingdom. And this sort of thing about not lending with interest and about uh, uh, returning people uh, to freedom from debt, right, mm-hmm. is, is a recurring theme throughout scripture that I think we should pay uh, close attention to. Uh, we see things uh, like in Proverbs 22, uh, verse 7, uh, we get the rich rules over the poor and the borrower is the slave to the lender. Mm-hmm. It's pretty harsh language. Yep. Um, in Luke chapter 6, uh, verse 34, we get uh, that we should lend expecting nothing in return, mm-hmm. right? And that's, you know, coming from Jesus himself. And so we have this principle uh, from scripture that perhaps... Our entire economy, which is largely based on taking on debt and paying it back, right? That's that's your credit card. Mm-hmm. Um, that's your house payment. Yeah. That's most it's people's probably cars. Probably literally everything that you're doing. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because yeah. if you buy your groceries on a credit card, right. you're taking on even right. if you pay that off, you know, every month, and you're right. not actually accruing interest on it, right? right? You're still taking on a loan and paying it back. Right. Um, it's, it's the existence of our economy, and so in many ways, the the way our economy functions, we just have to admit is out of sync with what is described in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, a place for us to start. So how, what, you know, hearing that and kind of knowing where we're coming from, how does that hit you? What are you, what are your reactions to that thought? Um, I mean, I think, all right. So you have like the Dave Ramsey school of thought, right? Sure. Which right, is like, you that. do not do anything that is even remotely outside of your means. And then yeah. you have the other Ca- extreme. Cash only all the time. <clears throat> the other extreme, which is sort of like play the system, like borrow money where you can, because yeah. this is not, real it's all sort of like exists in a proverbial cloud which are both true yeah which are both true right and then there's that all that middle ground which is probably somewhere more where i fall because this over here with dave ramsey it's a little like i would not be in a house or have a car or anything if i had followed that right Mm -hmm. this other one i think can really snowball and get you in trouble yeah really quickly so but i think there's a lot of reasonable middle ground that can be found and i do not think that our economy likes that reasonable middle sure. ground. I think it tends to more um, hang out over here in the far extreme. Spend of as much as you can. Spend as much yeah. as you can. That's how we make money off of yeah. people. You are a cash cow yeah, if absolutely. you are in debt. So. Yeah, because if you don't know what the product is, guess what? You're the product, right? right? Um, and I think, that's, uh, I think that's fair. I think the distinction that's valuable mm-hmm. for me is the difference between what is good for our economy mm-hmm. and what is good for our faith. Right. And, you know, I think you could look at the student loan forgiveness question, mm-hmm. uh, particularly with uh, President Biden's action. And from an economics perspective, you could say this might explode the deficit or this might right. blow up our inflation even further. Or this right. might, there might be lots of good economic reasons not to forgive these debts. Right. I think you are going to be hard pressed to find a reason in the Bible not to forgive these right. debts. Right. And I think that we just need to own that mm-hmm. and i if it, if you want to say it is you know my that my view of the economy is more important to me and i want to you know hold this thing up and that's what i'm going to say right. is, is valuable for this that's fine right right but let's not pretend like the bible supports predatory right. lending or supports right. forcing people to uh, continue paying on a debt right. right over and over in scripture uh, we get stories of people being forgiven debts they could never pay. Right. Right. And and ultimately, the the ultimate story of Scripture is all of us being forgiven a debt <laughs> there that we could never pay. Yeah. Right now, no, that's not a financial debt. Right. Right. We don't owe God an insurmountable amount of money. Um, we owe God, you know, faithfulness and dutifulness mm-hmm. and things that we can never give. And, right. and so Jesus sacrifices <laughs> on our behalf. So those are not. It's not a direct line from A to B. But you know, we have to understand what the story of Scripture right. is telling us. So as as a Christian, as a pastor, 
I feel like we should be rejoicing at the opportunity for people to be set free from debt, even if economically we think this is a bad decision. Right. Right. And maybe economically you say the government should not be doing that. Okay. That's reasonable. So then how are we as people of faith walking alongside the people who are trapped in these cycles of debt? And, uh, and accompanying them and right. you know helping them uh, get out from this. Because as we heard in Proverbs, right? Uh, the rich rules over the poor and the borrower is the slave to the lender. Mm-hmm. Um, and slave is an intentional language choice there, right? And, yeah. uh, and I think that it applies even now that when you uh, are coming out of school and you're in insurmountable amounts of debt, I saw a, a, a statistic from one person who was like processing their uh, debt payments. And after like paying, uh, paying the $1,000 a month for, I think they'd been doing it for like, eight or nine years Mm -hmm. they actually owed more now than they did when they started because the interest collected faster than they were taking off the principal right it's crazy and so like like they've been paying a thousand dollars a month for nine years and their like their principal balance has not yet gone down right right that's That's a mess yeah that's a mess like that's that's a problem and that's like how do you get out from that right except from getting jobs that people can't afford and or 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 jobs that are not hiring or whatever Right. right you know there's just it's an insurmountable burden. Yep. And so, again, I think there's a distinction here between what might may or may not be good governmental policy, mm-hmm. but is really faithful uh, to the scripture that's being re- uh, the right. way that I'm reading scripture, the right. way that I hear scripture right. being played out. Well, I think where the rubber kind of meets the road for me personally on this is, you know, the question is, should the government be in the business of forgiveness? Mm. Well, we're in the business of justice, right? Yeah. And so if you're going to be in the business of justice, then you should also be in the business of forgiveness. Mm. Yeah. As long as we're in one, I don't think that we can not be in the other. Those two things go together. Yeah. So I don't really understand where the outcry is about forgiveness when yeah. we scream for justice all the time. Sure. Well, and that's one of the most fascinating things to me uh, about watching people's reactions on Facebook is mm-hmm. hearing the number of people crying out, well, I had to pay back all my loans. Yeah. Isn't that so, such an ugly response to have yeah, as well, a I, human? I mean, I think right? so, but then I'm not having that reaction, right? Right. And so, uh, yeah, I think it comes from a place, I'm going to say it comes from a place <laughs> similar to the story of the uh, parable of the laborers in the vineyard. Right. Right. And this is uh, Matthew chapter 20. <laughs> um, and so I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, but if not, we'll do a quick refresher. I'm right? just going to so, point out that this is a really pastor uh, first response to say that this comes from a parable. It doesn't come from a parable. I right. think it's reflected in a parable. <laughs> Keep it, going. Whatever. I, I actually, love it. <laughs> I actually prepared and wrote down notes and this was on my notes. All oh, right. Okay. So, so, I'm so gonna, we segued yeah, into that nicely. Yeah, yeah, You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> bravo. So Matthew chapter 20, mm-hmm. um, Jesus is telling a parable and he says, look, there's a, there's a landowner and he needs some people to work in his field. Mm-hmm. So he goes out to the parking lot and says hey uh, i need some people to work and he hires a bunch of people and they go work and he says i'm going to pay you the daily wage and they say great no worries and then around uh 9 a.m right they there that's like 6 a.m around yeah. 9 a.m landowner's like oh, you know what i need, need more, more people, people. Yep. Uh, it's a big field i need more people goes back hires more people i'm, uh, I'm gonna pay you what's fair they say okay great and they go out and they start working and same thing at noon same thing at three and then finally same thing at five and the, you know right the last people they work for like an hour and then they come back and everybody lines up to get their pay because um, it also says in the Bible that you shouldn't withhold uh, someone's pay to the next day. So mm-hmm. actually, we should be getting paid every day, not Interesting. bi-weekly. I'll email my boss. Yeah, yeah. get on that. Um, not that I want a check every single day. That'd be <laughs> none of them would get deposited. Yeah, yeah, They'd like, all get lost. How do you lost. keep up with that yeah, at that that's point? Exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, <coughs> so he pays the <laughs> people who started working at five o'clock first and he pays them for the full day's wage. Uh-huh. And the people at the back of the line are like, oh, man, look, they, those guys worked for an hour. And they got a whole day's wage. Just right. think about what we're going to get. Well, right. guess what? And the landowner goes down the yeah. line and the people who have been working all day long 
also get a full day's wage. They they come out, everybody gets paid the same, right. and they scream, this is unfair. And right. the landowner says, who are you to say what's fair? It's my money. I choose to do with it what right. I wish, right? I'm yeah. not quoting their... I'm sure I'm you know, missing something, but that's right. the, that's the essence of the yeah. story. And so I think we have a similar element in this response that we see something happening saying, I had to go through this. Right. I had to work hard for this. Right. Why aren't these people having to work right. hard for this too? Yeah. And sometimes it's out of a, out of an ignorance of someone else's situation mm-hmm. or out of a, um, enhancing of our or enhanced imagination of our own situation right? right we all we always think we're the heroes of our own story so sure. I, you know our plot is always uh, the most severe and most yeah. uh, uh interesting um but sometimes i think it's generally or genuinely out of a sense of a fairness right like hey like i had to do this thing i worked right. really hard and you know i worked three jobs through not me but like you yeah. know, someone imagine i worked three jobs through college right and i paid off my student loans and i had to suffer and i had to eat ramen for 10 years and i had to make choices why aren't these people having to do right. that too and i i hear that i think there's pain and heartbreak that comes along with that i think that's something that we need to process outside of this idea of someone else doing right that yeah. other struggling too. people are not yeah the enemy for you right right like right. it's not it's not about them yeah it's i'm sorry that you had to suffer but isn't it great that this like forgiveness exists yeah for you as well and that yeah. suffering like if you need more student loan debt repayment that's there for you in the future yeah. you know like yeah. that's that should be the focus of well isn't this incredible other people don't have to do what i did right yeah it's not though <laughs> like, i don't it's, understand it's people response, yeah. you know yeah um, i think i think from a <clears throat> from my perspective for, from a, a biblical and from a perspective of uh, following Jesus, uh, it should be obvious to us that we should rejoice anytime someone is forgiven of debt. Right. That that should be our stance. Right. And and if we are the ones lending money, we should be rejoicing any opportunity we have to forgive those debts. Yeah. Right. Um. You know, if I give you twenty bucks, um, I should be celebrating anytime you say, you know what, I, I can't pay you back. It's like, okay, it's okay. Right. It's, it's done. Don't right. worry about it. Right. right. That should be a joy for me rather right. than coming at you with a baseball bat and coming after your kneecaps to say, give right. me my 20 bucks right. plus interest. Right. Right. Like that's not, that's not the <laughs> biblical right. model, which is not to say that you can't be a faithful follower of Jesus and work in a bank and give loans. Right. Sure. You can do these things, but right. you can also do those things in a way that's faithful and right. you can practice that job in a way that is, um, merciful right i think is the word i'm looking yeah. for there. yeah yeah not not exploiting people yeah. that are in bad situations yeah. yeah because again right money is neither good nor bad right uh the love of money we hear is bad uh, and uh, making money into an idol we hear is bad and right. money can be used to oppress people which is also bad right um, but money itself <laughs> but is money just, itself is amoral right yeah it's just, and kind of a figment of our imagination right. like it kind of exists because we've all agreed well, this it piece exists, of paper yeah. costs money or it's easier has to value. do this than to haul a goat to the grocery store <laughs> like <laughs> if i had a goat i wouldn't have to go to the grocery store right, yeah. <laughs> eat the goat that's right well you can't eat the goat because then you don't have any more goat i mean this it's, is a it's problem. just yeah this it, is why it I'm not takes a, a lot of evaluation like milk versus goat meat there's <laughs> <laughs> way too much thinking involved right. here yeah cheese or meat this is why <laughs> this is why i don't own the farm right. someone else does that i would just be frozen uh, with indecision all the so, time <laughs> 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 standing there screaming with a knife in a bucket like <laughs> what do i do yeah but so then uh, i think echoed here also are uh, elements of the parable of the prodigal son 
and you've got the two brothers yep uh, and you've got the one who goes and spends and uh, does all sorts of crazy stuff and there's a famine and eventually he has to come home yep and is welcomed in and celebrated and you've got the son who was there working hard all along saying what is this yeah what, what is this and this yep. is uh this is completely unfair right you right. never even gave me so much as a goat is right. actually his uh, animal of choice <laughs> in this uh, metaphor um and the father of course comes out and says you what mine what's mine is yours it's always been yours but we have to rejoice right, right? we should we should be in that posture we have to rejoice when someone else is relieved of the burden of death right. when someone else is set free from slavery we right. should always be rejoicing in that right. um even if we think this is bad economics even if we think hey, uh, economically we need to make a different decision for how we handle our money like you can you can think about that but we should still be rejoicing with the people who are being set free from slavery and being set free from debt right well, it's a scarcity mindset right it's mm, this yeah, idea yeah. that like somebody else's success or forgiveness takes away from my yes. own somehow yeah. right which again is sort of a figment yeah. of our imaginations um which so piece I, that that there's a scarcity of forgiveness or yeah, that there's a scarcity of forgiveness yeah, yeah, or that sure. that somebody else succeeding is going to take away from you in yeah. any way like it's just not really yeah. I, I don't think that really plays out i i agree entirely yeah. yeah you know god is not a god of scarcity right god mm-hmm. is a god of abundance right and from the beginning of creation we hear you know i've created this world to provide for you right, right. there is enough resources in the world to provide for everybody who's here right the problem is that some of us myself included have like 10 20 30 times what we need to survive right and well yeah there's not enough for everybody to have 10 20 30 times what you need to survive um but if i was willing to sacrifice everybody could have what we need right and i'm not actually worse off in that scenario right right? Uh, uh, this is this is the the figment of our imagination is that we imagine having less than we have now makes us worse off and that's that's not always true right right and uh yeah, the de- the debts that we owe, we should be rejoicing when they're right. forgiven. Right. I mean, when you have abundance, taking yeah. some of that abundance and putting it elsewhere, it does not right. make you less abundant. You know, like mm, you still mm-hmm. are in a state of abundance. Yeah. Until so you drop below that line of you know, I cannot do the things that I want or need to do anymore. Right. But you know, we, you, we're not talking about that, right? Like we all have more than we need. We all have, not all of us, but in this room, we have more than we need. <laughs> the two we, of us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we. Yeah. In, in the context of this yeah. conversation, right? We can afford to do the things we want to do. Probably can't buy private islands or anything crazy like that. I don't really want the responsibility of a private island. It feels like a lot of landscaping. Imagine all the goats know. that I'd have to manage I on know, the island. And that constant <laughs> paddle against the sea. I don't know. It's too much Stressful. Effort. Yeah. Um, but it's, we have abundance and so giving some of that away does not drop us to a level of oh whoops now we can't eat you know like yeah. that's not how that works yeah so yeah and i think you know this is we're <coughs> you know we're kind of teeing up our stewardship conversation for this fall too right Ooh, you're um, welcome. yeah that wasn't even on my notes that's this so is so exciting um but you know th- this is an element of you know what do we do with the gifts that we have already received right, right. because everything that we have in this world is a gift from god yeah right we fool ourselves into thinking that we have somehow earned this thing yeah. because I worked X number of hours or because I went to this school or because I made this sacrifice, right? We haven't earned anything. Yeah. Everything that we have in this life is a gift. Right. Whether you recognize it as a gift or not is entirely up to you, but everything you have in this life is a gift that right. has been given to you. And so when I'm sharing out of that gift, I'm not, sh- I'm not sacrificing anything because I'm sharing something that someone else has shared with me, right? I'm sharing, I'm sharing that which God has uh, chosen to share with me. Um, and so it's it's a it's a flip of our mindset to move from well I need to make sure that I have enough, and I need to make sure that other people don't take from me. Saying 
the gifts that God has given me are meant to be shared with the world right. so that everybody has enough. Right. Right. So that, so that everybody has the opportunity to be set free from the slavery of debt. Yeah. Uh, you know, the same thing um, comes up. I don't remember if we've talked about this before or not, but there are some churches who have made real intentional efforts to try to uh, help people get out of the burden of medical debt. Mm, right? Nice. Yeah. And you know, medical debt is even more interesting because you don't make a choice to take on a medical debt, right? right? You have some catastrophic medical incident right. and you're just sent bills, right? You, you don't take out yeah, a loan I mean, or anything. You could stay home and die or right. you can I be guess, in debt forever. <laughs> I guess that's your choice. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so yeah, so you're not like signing a document saying, right. I understand all this. You right. just sent bills for these right. things. Um, and a lot of congregations have gotten pushback on this, um, saying like, no, we should be, you know, people, these are debts that they've taken on or whatever. And let's like, A, this doesn't even address the larger problems right. within our medical billing system. But right. B is like, no, we should be rejoicing and celebrating anytime somebody is set free from right. any kind of debt. Right. right? Uh, we, we should, that should be our default position. Right. How can I look at my neighbor and rejoice when they are set free from debt? Right. Because someday I hope that they will rejoice when I'm set free from debt. Right whatever that might look like. It's interesting too. I was just kind of mulling over uh, this uh, debt relief plan um, and people's responses to it. It seems like when things do not affect us, we have way more opinions about them when they do not benefit us. Yeah. Like I don't recall very many people complaining when during the Trump administration, we all got payouts during COVID. Do you remember that? There was no like outcry about like, what is this going to do to the economy? I had to raise my kids. Right. Right. Because Pretty much across the board, people received that, right? If they're, yeah. you know, if yeah. there's a, a cutoff for income, yeah. which was fairly high. So the majority of people received some sort of payout. Mm-hmm. Everybody benefited. There was no opinion about that. Sure. I'm sure there were opinions, but there it wasn't nearly as... <laughs> Everybody kept it to themselves because they wanted right. the check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's... <laughs> a, right. And they're saying like, well, I'm not... Get, right. Because I think that is a stance <laughs> you can take saying like... Right. From a, from a perspective of the government doing this, well, how come their student loan gets forgiven, but my housing uh, loan, right. which is may- maybe just as oppressive to you, right? Sure. You might be in just as much of a problem situation right. because of your house loan as you are a student right. loan or my car loan or my predatory right. loan that was taken out uh, so I could buy this how or this uh, TV or whatever, right? right? Um, you know, all of those are very real uh, problems. Uh, yeah. Payday lenders are <laughs> a huge problem, right? Oh, you might not have yeah. any student debt, but you have to like yeah. take out loans on your paychecks and yeah. you're you know stuck in a cycle of that which yeah. is never ending and, right. and horrible, right? All of these are very real things. And so, well, I might look at my situation and say, I'm in hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. How right. come the government's not forgiving me? Right. And, and I totally understand. And I want to celebrate you, with you when you are eventually set free from that debt. And I want right. to help find a way to do that. From this perspective, right? These are loans that the government has the authority to give because they were taken out from the government. Right. Yeah. You, di- you didn't file with the United States government and say, I would like to buy a house right. or I would like right. an advance on my paycheck. Right? right. That's not how that worked. I would like to buy a new Bronco. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you did file with the government right. and say, I want to take out student loans. And right. so the government has the authority to do right. this. They have no right. authority over private banks. And right. in the same way, they're not forgiving student loans that were taken out from private banks. <laughs> right. right? <laughs> they can't do that. That's, yeah. that's not how this works. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but again, I think our mm. default stance, and I, I feel like I've been yelling into the microphone here all of a sudden. So listeners, sorry if you needed to adjust <laughs> your volume there. Um, but our default stance should be one of saying anytime someone is forgiven of debt, anytime mm. someone is set free from slavery to a lender, we should be rejoicing. Because yep. I think that's where Jesus is. Um, and I think that we should be seeking to stand alongside of Jesus. And I, I think that should be our, our default position. I agree. All right. This was fun. I know. And congratulations to everybody that just got student loan debt yeah. repaid. If How fun is there that? And you're listening and you got 10000 or I think 20000 I think are your options. If you got some debt relief, yeah. 
we rejoice with yeah. you. We yeah. celebrate with you. And uh, we'd love to like have you send in a picture of you tearing up that tear, tearing up the note. Loan yeah, bill. Tearing up the yeah. Don't tear up the student loan money. Just the bill. The bill. Right. <laughs> tear up the right Be careful thing. Careful about this. Make good uh, choices. Right. But yeah, we would love to uh, celebrate with you in that process. Uh, or if you uh, know someone else who was set free yep. from student loan debt, uh, we'd love to celebrate with you too. So you can send all that fun stuff to be on Sunday podcast at gmail.com. Along with your spider jokes. And spider jokes. Those are all the things. <laughs> Anything else you got for us today? I think this was great. It is good. You were nervous about this going into it. I, was, but I, I mean, it's m- numbers and money and government. It's None faith. of that is really my thing. It's I'm faith. a writer and <laughs> dog trainer. So <laughs> it's not really my wheelhouse. So Fair enough. We will not ask you to file for our next student loan. If you have a problem dog, though, I'd be happy to answer your questions. I imagine you have a lot of experiences of forgiveness with problem dogs. I'm working on it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. On forgiving them or on being forgiven by Uh, them? Generally speaking, I'm fine. Yeah, I do. There's one dog that I work with that bit me four times. So he and I are not simpatico right now. What's the dog's name? Patches. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Of course it is. Of course <laughs> it's, it's really patches, embarrassing. Yeah. I wish it was something hardcore, like yeah. I don't know, bruiser. Yeah. <laughs> dog named Patches took me out. <laughs> what kind of dog is Patches? Uh Patches Come is on terrier. a Come on Terrier. Come on Terrier. <laughs> no, he's a American bulldog mix. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. He's a big boy. American bulldog mix? Mm-hmm. Mixed with what? I don't know. Americans. Something dumb. It's Americans that and makes bulldogs. Poor choices. He's <laughs> a bulldog mixed with poor choices. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a drink somewhere. A bulldog mixed with poor <laughs> right, choices. Yeah. Right. Anyway, Patches is available for adoption <laughs> if anybody's interested. <laughs> I feel like I should give him a there's plug. A, there's a heart salad <laughs> who would like to set Patches free from his slavery. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> to uh, the predatory uh, lending habits of Elise here. No. Right. I'm sure that you're doing wonderful work with Patches and helping, and helping yeah. heal him and prepare him yeah. for his forever. He's home. made some good progress. His but. forever. Home, it's as I forever saw, home as I saw recently in a thing. babies. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Puns. You just love animals. I do love a pun. Like I, as, <laughs> as much as I might like not need a dog in my life, right. I do love a good right. pun. So I I'll, just got a new dog this week. Uh, you got another new dog. I you about this. Number three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's, well, well, technically she's a foster dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. I've I've seen I've heard the story right. before. Yeah. Well, we'll talk more about that later. Yes. Yeah. We'll hear all about it. All right. Well, folks, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Uh, we'll see you next week on Beyond Sunday. <laughs> <laughs>